Welcome to the Gospel Addict Podcast. I'm Greg Bryan. And I'm Jim Resky. We're gospel addicts because we believe the gospel of Jesus isn't just good news, it's the best news ever. We're addicted to the gospel because it doesn't just start us out in the Christian life, it is the Christian life. Join us as we look at the Bible through the lens of the gospel. Thanks so much for listening. My fear anytime I'm led in worship by a crew like that, that all of a sudden the sound booth is going to be like, I'm going to get this dude and unmute my mic. And then it'll sound like stepping on a dog. Like, <laughs> you know, like, so I'm glad you didn't do that. Thanks for that. <clears throat> um, we're going to continue in in Romans 12. That's the star, okay? God's word. And Jesus, the Holy Spirit moving in our midst, that's what we're hoping. Uh, Like I said last week, and I'll continue to say anytime I get to stand with you guys, uh, I hope you guys forget me, but anything from the Holy Spirit and God's Word would find fertile ground in your hearts and produce fruit, okay? So, last time, did I forget my clicker? Nope, it's right here, y'all. Big green sign. Awesome. Last time we talked, becoming love in action. You guys are in a series of becoming love in action. And we're in Romans 12, 13, and 14. Awesome. I know how to count. And Romans 12, 1 through 8, we talked about. Or, uh, yeah, 1 through 8, we've talked about. Uh, Dr. Baldwin talked about verses 1 and 2, about an act of worship, being conformed by God, not of this world. I came, and last Wednesday, we talked about verses three through eight, and we talked about the cost of pride, comparison, and competition. And then we invited ourselves to, to practice and lean into gratitude, understanding all we have is gifts, and asking the question, who are we looking at? Are we gazing upon Jesus, or are we gazing to the left and to the right? So we continue to have this conversation about love and becoming love. And what is love? So I'm going to ask you a really conceited, maybe awkward question, okay? Do you love me? This might be awkward. Look at the person next to you and ask them that question. All right, all right, all right, all right. Look to the other person and ask, do you love me? All right, cool, 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 cool. All right, hey, just a, this is a sneak peek. If that's the first time you've ever talked to your neighbor, fix that. You laugh, but for real. But the question is, is do you love me? I know Nick loves me because we're buddies. And I buy him wings sometimes. <laughs> hopefully, he said Hopefully. <laughs> But do you love me? We talk about love all the time, right? Daniel Fusco, a pastor in the Pacific Northwest, he says the, the problem with the word love is that everyone says it or does it, but without Christ, abiding in his spirit, receiving and giving, it's actually not love. It's wrong. These are some things I love. Corto Lima. Anyone been to Corto Lima downtown? 
tremendous. Downtown Lexington, I live in Lexington. Downtown Lexington, best tacos. They have this thing called Papa's in La Lata. French fries, cheese, jalapenos. You can get smoked pork on it. You start speaking in tongues, it's so good. <laughs> or just because the spirit falls, but that's cool. Manchester Coffee Co., anyone? Ever at Manchester? Yeah, he, they're not paying me for this, but they could if they wanted. I love dry cappuccinos. They make a good dry cappuccino. Or Sorella's Gelato. You have to be careful in Lexington. Sorella's Gelato, owned by these two twins from the Czech Republic. Uh, they are remarkable. They give me and my daughter free gelato all the time. I love gelato. I love coffee. I love tacos and Papa's Linlata. But is that different than how I love these people? These are my girls. Right? Do I love tacos like I love Mercy, that, that mighty baby in the middle? Do I love dry cappuccinos like my beautiful wife, KP? Do I, do I enjoy and delight in gelato like I do my daughter, Esther, who's in heaven? Or do I love speaking in chapel like I actually really, really love Eden May in the top right corner? I got home late last night. I was preaching in Columbus, Ohio, and I just climbed right into bed with uh, Eden because I love her. So do you, are you guys tracking? We, we say love about a lot, right? You guys might love like the hot chicken sandwich day and the calf. Like that's not the same. It's not the same. So as we go into Romans 12, verses 9 through 21, we're going to talk about love. Okay? So we did this before. You stood for the scripture reading. We're going to stand again. And then at the end, I'm going to say, this is the word of God, and we believe it. And you'll say, I'll say, this is the word of God, and then you say, and we believe it, if you do believe it. If you don't believe it, be uh, honest. But I'm glad you're here. Let love be without hypocrisy. We could just stop there, right? Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent in the spirit. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Persevering in tribulation. Devoted to prayer. Contributing to the needs of the saints. Practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men, if possible, so far as it depends on you. Be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, what do you do? Feed him. And if he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will keep burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of God, and we believe it. Awesome, you can sit. 13 verses, 30 commandments. How are you guys feeling? How are you guys feeling? Yeah, you're like, you're like, I got all those down. 
I have always loved by choosing the other person's preference before myself. I've never been a hypocrite. How are you guys feeling? Dude, this morning, I had preference over my wife. Like, I wanted to sleep in a little bit more, but she had been up with the baby. Like, this morning, what about you? 13 verses, 30 commands. This is just some of them. Even if we didn't read those, if you're sitting in this chapel and you're like, oh, awesome. What are you, like, what emotion are you feeling right now? Yell it out. Anxiety. Joy. That's cool. No, that's all, that is cool. What? Exhausted. Because it looks kind of like a to-do list. I would be overwhelmed. I maybe would feel even guilt or shame because I don't do this stuff. Well, I know the heart of God is not one that would heap guilt and shame on us, right? That I know that the word of God corrects and, and, and uh, coaches us, but this might feel like, whew. I feel that way when I look at this passage. You might be like, well, I'm new to this whole thing, or I don't, I don't know Jesus, or I didn't study this passage. No, like, I have studied this passage. I have been walking with the Lord now for 16 years. Many people in this, this room has, lo- has loved and walked with the Lord longer, and they sit and say, Whew, how do I do this? We're, we're not only called, like, ethereally, we're called to love those in your community. That's, that's those you, you guys, okay? How do you guys love one another? If that was the scorecard, if that was the to-do list, and then you applied it on how you love others on campus, how do you do? Then, those who persecute your community. So the people that make fun of you, the people that think this is all a farce, that think this is a waste of time, people who comment on your posts and say, that's stupid, like, I don't, those who persecute, same list of how to love them. How you doing? Oh, and then, not even those who, like, post on your, uh, post on your posts, comments on your posts, but those who are, like, literally anti-you. I was just talking to uh, missionaries in Syria this morning, and they are loving their enemies. They just had a missionary killed, and they are going to the neighbor's in the neighborhood where that missionary is killed to serve them. Enemy love. That's something that's unique about the Christian faith. We are called to love our enemies. How are we doing? And then this one. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, which is like hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. This is agape love. This is the first time in Romans that the vertical perfection of agape love, there's a Greek versions of love. There's agape, phileo, eros, which is the word erotic comes from, and storge, okay? This is the first time that the Apostle Paul is saying, now I'm not talking about vertical love when I talk about agape. I'm talking about how you love one another, this perfect love, God-like love. Phileo is brotherly love. That's why Philadelphia is the city of 
brotherly love. Eros, that's why we get the word erotic, and that's actually the Greek word of take, like steal, which is the selfishness of porn. And storge is like familial love. When you have kids, you'll have storge love. You'll have motherly, fatherly love. In some other translations, it says love must, they don't use the word hypocrisy. They use the word sincere or genuine. So, the word hypocrisy comes from this Greek root word that's a word used for actors or in theater back in the day, right? Because in theater back in the day, they didn't have like backstages. It was just big open air theater. Has anyone been to Greece or Rome? See these big amphitheaters and they walk in and there's nowhere like you can hide and change, right? So someone would come on and have like three masks because they were going to like put one mask on put the next, ma- next mask on and another one because they were playing three characters. Does that make sense? That's what the word hypocrisy comes from. It's like, it's polluted. It's, it's not all of the same. Multiple masks. Has anyone experienced that? I have. If we're a community, let's, let's engage. Have you guys experienced that? I have been a hypocrite. Multiple times. It's polluted love. It's selfish love. And some of you guys have experienced radically poor love. Like evil love. Selfish love. And I would say today, we should not even give it the honor of calling it love. Some of you have experienced things that should not have even been titled love. Some of you guys know my story. In my childhood, I experienced what my uh, perpetrator, my, the person who, who abused me, called love. It's not love. 100% selfish. 100% violent. Some of you guys have experienced that. Some of you guys have experienced that love, that kind of love, in the church. Some of you guys, maybe it's not violent, it's not molestation, it's not taken advantage of, but, but it feels like someone has just pulled a fast one on you. Like, you're safe here. No, yeah, you're welcome here. Ooh. Has anyone felt that? This is not love. Not love. I have nothing until this afternoon. I have coffee with a dude. I am happy to sit here and pray with people. If you have experienced that kind of love, there is leaders on campus that will stay in these seats and pray for you. If you need to hear the voice of God, the Father in heaven, who will never love you that way, that is perfect in love, gentle and kind, you come up here and you experience his love. Don't waste this opportunity. I'm going to pray real quick. There's a screw on the, look at that. Shame the devil. He's not going to get me with that. All right, let's pray. <laughs> Jesus, what if I put a, just, just a hole in my pants and you just see my hiney? All right, Jesus, if there's people in this room that literally feel the weight of that perverted thing that one person called love, 
Would you just alleviate that weight right now? Would you just alleviate the Holy Spirit, move through these rows. Move through these rows and love on these people. Jesus, if there's people who have experienced hypocritical love in the church, Holy Spirit, move through these rows and alleviate that. Heal them, Jesus. Show them your true self. Would they be bold and courageous to ask for further healing and further uh, prayer in Jesus' name? Amen. So it's not hypocritical love. It's not hypocritical love. It's not polluted. Here's another one. Devoted to one another in brotherly love, giving preference to one another in honor. Who here loves giving preference to one another? Yeah, it's not, it's not our flesh. Like, we feel that. We feel the, the tension of that. Some of you guys are sitting here like, you were funny last Wednesday. Chill out. This is the word of God. Some of us need to know that we're giving preference. To, we need to give preference to one another. Following Christ's example, Philippians 2, 3 through 4, do nothing from selfish or empty conceit. But with humility of mind, regard one another as more important to yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. It's humbling. It's inconvenient. It's sacrificial love. In verses 11 through 13, there's this word that I want to highlight. It says, serving the Lord. Does anyone love the word servant? Does everyone love being called servant? I remember... In college, I was a D1 athlete and at the last second transitioned to playing at a Bible college a lot like this one. And I was so arrogant and so rude. I am literally the only person of all time to be cut from Indiana Wesleyan soccer team. Me. This was me and Kristen. Look at that. But I didn't have a way to get home. So I became a laundry person. Some of you guys do laundry. I remember I spent nine hours cleaning the team's shorts. I was a D1 athlete, thought I was going to be playing soccer. Now I'm cleaning their shorts, and people are saying, you're such a servant, Zach. And I'm like, let me at you. I'm going to punch you in the mouth. But by being transformed by Jesus, getting his affections, we would see ourselves as servants. It's a call in our lives. 14 through 17, just another one I want to talk about. Rejoicing with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Christian communities aren't great at this. Rejoicing with those rejoice feels like, whoa, like you can't be prideful. What about celebrating one another? Celebrating people that are substantially better than you. Athletes, are you a good celebrator of the people on your team that play more than you? Teammates, band members, are you toppling over one another in celebration for one another's gifts? What about weeping with those who weep? Or do you say, you text like praying for you? Do you journey with them? Do you tarry with them? 
And at the very end, right, verses 18 through 21, it starts talking about never do revenge on someone. And God says, that's on me, right? It says, feed those hungry enemies, uh, give water to those thirsty enemies. So last question, again, as we close, do you love me? You guys are like, whoa, that is a different chapel than Wednesday. The pressure's off. You can't love the way that this verse speaks. Do you know that? Do you know that? If it was knowing everything about love, the Sadducees knew everything about love. And it wasn't good enough for Jesus. Okay, okay, I gotta do more, I gotta do more. Some of you guys are like, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna do more, I'm gonna serve the poor. I gotta get to Syria or Turkey. I gotta at least collect water to get there. The Pharisees did that and it wasn't enough. So what is it? You cannot love until you are loved by Jesus. The only way we can love, 1 John 4, 7 through 20 says, we love because he first loved us. And I wanna get an attitude, I wanna have like Jehovah sassy on my side and say, stop striving. Stop wearing this heavy burden of I gotta love because I'm a Christian. No, you gotta love because you've tasted and seen the goodness of God, amen? You have been loved. You have to continue to put yourself before Jesus and be loved by him so you can love others. I can't get rid of preference without the love of Jesus making me want to give up preference. I can't forgive my enemies. I can't forgive my dad who abused me except if I'm loved by Jesus. I can't forgive those churches that did me wrong until I am experiencing the love of Jesus so I can love Jesus. You're not going to be a loving nurse, teacher, pastor, preacher, parent, lover in the way that you want to until you experience the love of God. We love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. So we must become the love, love in action. I'm running out of time. But what is the source of your love? Take a picture of this. If your source of love is white knuckling it, trying really hard, or is it the love of God for you? What is the purpose of your love? Is it to look good at chapel? Is it to look good to your family? Is it to get love in return from the person that you're giving love to? That's not this love we're talking about. And who or what are you becoming through this expression of love? If you're loving someone and not becoming more like Jesus in that love, then I would go search what that love really is. You following? So some of us 
Some of us need to sit in the love of God. Some of us need to taste and see and experience the power of the Holy Spirit. Because if you want to become love, if you really want to become love in action, you start by prostrating yourself before the love of God. If you want to become love in action, then you have to experience the love of God. Are you convinced we can't do those 30 commands? You can't, you can't earn your way to heaven. You can't blow people's hair back by your love and your leadership. You have to experience the love of Christ in your life. Seniors, I'm listening to you. I'm talking to you right now. Do not graduate here and think you're going to do all this stuff in your own strength. Do not leave here. You got three months left. Do not leave here before you learn about the love of God, experience the love of God so you can pour it out. Pour it out, pour it out, and he will fill you back up. Asbury, the world needs this kind of love. Needs it. Syria and Turkey need this kind of love. Your mom and dad need this kind of love. The teammates on your team, the people on your floor, Wilmore, Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, the United States needs this kind of love. They need a bunch of Christians experiencing the love of God so they can pour out the love of God, not through their own efforts and not through their own knowledge, but because they are filled with his love. Amen? You can, you can tell I take this serious. I pray that this sits on you guys like an itchy sweater. And you gotta itch, you gotta take care of it. So, experience his love. Become the love of God by experiencing the love of God, amen? Amen. So Jesus, I pray as we continue to worship, I pray that people would, would forget any of the intensity and passion of, of Zach it would fall to the ground like dust. But Holy Spirit, if you spoke to anyone as they can pursue freedom, they can experience more of your love to be poured out, to love others, to become love in action. Would you produce fruit in this room, in these souls, these minds, and these hearts? We pray specifically for the seniors that as they prepare to go, that they would be filled with the love of God so they can pour out the love of God. Just do a new thing in our midst. Revive us by your love. And we all said, amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Addict Podcast. Feel free to contact us via email at gospeladdictpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. And remember, on your worst days, you're never beyond the reach of God's grace. And on your best days, you're never beyond the need of God's grace. See you next time.